What is going on, cyberspace? Welcome to the Hyperpixel Podcast. I am Michael Kay, and today is truly a blessed day of the week because we are joined through space and time all the way from the year 2122 via some very technical, techie, time travel, hand-wavy things, all the way from there by a hacker who goes by the hacker alias of none other than Zerain. What is going on, brother? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm pretty good. My hands are a mm-hmm. little tired from the hand waviness. But, yeah, you know that's it's just. I understand. The territory. <laughs> I, I truly understand. It's it's really incredible. We are able to talk to each other via just doing this. It's unbelievable. That's the thing is like when I, when you see my hands like this, I'm just slowing down so that you can see it. Yeah. But then yeah. when you can't see them, I'm. It's just way faster. It's so fast you can't see mm-hmm. it. So, that sounds you know, about right. It's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, I am very good. Very good. Uh, excellent. Excellent. I I feel. I feel good, man. I feel mm-hmm. much better than I have in a long time, physically, mentally, That's good. every That's way good. wise. Um, I think things are um, getting better in my life, just generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had some things happen recently that were just, you know, you know, it's life stuff, but not good stuff. Um, and I'm feeling like I'm, I'm feeling better on the other side of that, and that's good. That's good. Um, that's always good. Just. Just making it and, mm-hmm. you know, can't complain about my life, happy about where things are, happy about, well, okay. I'll complain about one thing, this weather. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got to complain about one thing. But uh, uh, We have to like, talk about the weather every podcast. It's just, it's critical. It's, it's required at this yes. point. At least it will be required until it stops uh, not knowing what season it is here. Because mm-hmm. it was like 60 degrees one day, and then the next day it snows like four inches. And then the next day Yikes. It, the snow's melted off of most things except for the ground. It's melted off of like uh, the sidewalks and roads mm-hmm. and stuff. <clears throat> I just don't know. It's like it doesn't know. I mean, it's like in the 30s today, and it's sunny. But like it's been like overcast. And it's like every day, like, like there with the temperature, you know, every day is a different season. But here... Even with the, the precipitation and everything, every day's a different yeah. season. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for a real spring, but we're not mm-hmm. going to get a real spring until May because that's how it works here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty springy here for about a week, about a week or so. And then this past weekend, it got kind of cold and rainy on Sunday. So now it hasn't really recovered from that. It's kind of in yeah. that weird like in-between winter and spring thing where it's like yeah. 30 to 50 degrees ish something like that so yeah but then when it hits spring down there it's like 80 yeah that's accurate <laughs> <laughs> it was like 79 like saturday whoa friday or saturday so yeah, yeah that was when it was like 60 something here so it's like man yep i don't know weather's weird dog weather is weird is there anywhere in this country that it's not weird? Like, honestly, is there anywhere? Because, like, I can't think of anywhere where it would be because all the places I can think of, it's either stupid cold or stupid hot mm-hmm. or stupid humid or just, I don't, there's no normal place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe Northern California. That might I've be. heard that. I've heard that, that it's just like yeah. a, a literal constant, like 74 degrees, never changes at all. It's always right. that exact number. Yeah, I could I can envision that, but I certainly don't have any firsthand experience that all the, all the places I have been um, as far west as San Francisco and actually I haven't been very far east, but I've been as far north as um, northern Minnesota mm. Um somewhat northern minnesota north central um and it's just like the weather's just 
everywhere. It's like, yeah. like, you know, I went to San Francisco in the summer and it was like 58. What? <laughs> or, or it's like 62 and windy or 64 and windy. And uh-huh. it's like, oh my goodness, what the heck? <laughs> I've been to Arizona and then you get out there and I, I went and it was like 106. <laughs> it's like, oh. I mean, it, it, the thing is like that 106 does not feel anything like the 106 in Tennessee for sure. Mm. Or yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know if I've ever we've ever lived through 106 in Tennessee, but definitely we've hit 100 a few mm-hmm. times and just over. But the 100 in Tennessee and 100 and something in Arizona is not the same. But if you're out in the sun, it, it's going to literally dry you and bake you to a crisp in mm-hmm. Arizona. Yeah, I could totally yeah. see that. Yikes! And so it's like been down in Louisiana, humid as crap. Like mm-hmm. if you think Tennessee's humid? Let's go to Louisiana, and then Oof. it's like. Dude, it's or like South Carolina's like that. Yeah, yeah. Parts of Georgia are like that. Florida, of course, is a lot like that in different places. Alabama, South Alabama. Oh my goodness! It's just like there's no normal. It's got to be <laughs> Northern California. That, that's the only place I can think that yeah. would be like that. Because yeah. when you go farther east and then you get into Nevada and then it's a freaking desert, right? <laughs> what the heck? And then it's mountains and it's cold again. <laughs> exactly. Oh is man, anywhere in this world where it's normal. I don't know. The equ- well, the equator would be really hot, but somewhere closer to the equator, probably. Mm. Weather the podcast. That's exactly right. I, I, dude, I, can, <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about weather. I, I used to, bro, after I saw Twister when I was a wee lad, I wanted to, I, I was just such a weather, like, hmm, that looks like a funnel cloud. We should all get in the bathtub, you know, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, their pressure is a little weird right now. Yeah, right. I'm like walking out in the front yard, like walking around, looking around, like I, picking up grass out of the ground, throwing it up and watching <laughs> watching it fly around. and like hmm. Licking your thumb, putting it in the air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen that thing on TikTok but, or like social media in general, but there are like several videos I've seen where it's like my dad in like a like when there's a tornado warning and it's just like, a, you know, he's like walking around, like looking out the window and like watching the weather channel and like, just like Who's looking, watched? yeah, doing all kinds of stuff. Like that was me when I was like eight. Uh, really? so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, and like, uh, whenever we'd have bad weather, oh, this is, so, it is becoming weather the podcast. But this is funny. <laughs> um, whenever I was uh, younger, um, and we would have really bad weather. You know, you're worried about a tornado or something. Mm-hmm. This is probably when I was younger than eight, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they would they would tell you that uh, it sounds like a, a train coming. Mm-hmm. And I thought it meant like a literal train. Uh-huh. So like a train horn oh, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a young kid, I was always listening for like a train horn. Yeah, that is <laughs> the greatest thing I have ever heard. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> It's so ridiculous, but you know, oh, looking man. back as an adult, it's just like, how did you ever think that? But it's like kid logic, man. Like uh-huh. when you, when an adult says something and you, you take it literally, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, good yeah. to know. It's like, good me, to know. Let me put that in my, my, my hat and oh, make man. sure I. Yeah. I, I have no, no doubt. I have some things like that, but I obviously can't think of anything off the top of my head because that's, <laughs> that's phenomenal. I, I may I will never forget that every time it is raining I'm probably going to think of that story so thank you so much. I don't know if I've ever told anybody that before <laughs> like even like my, my family that's funny it's I just love that. it's one of those things we're talking about tornadoes and it just occurs to yeah me. right <laughs> uh, man oh and, and man. I, honestly dude and that's the thing is like that, that's the bad thing about being in West Tennessee is and not being and, and being West Tennessee and kind of being in that kind of shadow of Memphis as far mm-hmm. as it goes you know I, I live way out in the country more or less mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up um 
is that uh, you get really desensitized to things like tornado warnings because, mm-hmm. uh, man, this really is whether the podcast but for people don't know <laughs> memphis is a city it's on a bluff and so it's like a it's like a big hill basically yeah. that the city's on down to the river and so what happens is you have a lot of these storm fronts that come through that if they create a tornado um either one one of two things happens the tornado hits the river and then just kind of dissipates because it's not strong enough or if it does go across the river and it's actually a tornado across the river, which mm-hmm. I don't think that's very happens very often, the bluff splits like the storm cells. So what happens is, I don't know why exactly, but what will happen is you'll have stuff go down to north Mississippi or you'll have stuff go northern west Tennessee. So that's like around Dyersburg and places like that. And so uh, most of the time you have like a tornado watch or warning and yeah, tornado hits down, but you never see it when you're fearing that area because they're kind of in like so the shadow mm-hmm. of the bluff. And so it never makes it over, rarely ever made it over the bluff. It would just go up to Dyersburg or Jackson, Tennessee, or it would go down to like North Mississippi, Hernando, Senatobia, all of those uh, places. Um, and so uh, you get desensitized to it so that when you hear these warnings, you're like, eh. Right. So exactly. that's how I am now. Even like up here, here if there's like tornado warning, I'm like, Eh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which well, here it's it's a lot different. We rarely have tornadoes. Usually, I mean, there's like high winds and stuff, but it doesn't doesn't really get to like tornadic activity mm-hmm. um, because of, because we're so close to a lake, right? So that messes. Oh, with right. The yeah. Atmosphere. Gotcha. Yeah, that's how um, my parents were. They were just like, eh. and I'm <laughs> like, you know, I have a sleeping bag in in the middle of the hallway, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. are we gonna make it? <laughs> right. So, and then you hear like a little bit of extra wind, you know, like maybe make a wood creak or something. Yeah, right. Like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. <laughs> so, but all that being said, I did in fact see a tornado have touched down once uh, in oh, wow. Wellington, of all places. Wow. And it's like, yeah, we were coming. This is like a Saturday. We we're coming back from the mall or something, and like mm-hmm. it's just like a bad, real bad, real fast. Um, and like the, the, uh, uh, stoplights were like swinging around the, uh, wires mm. and everything. And so we saw it out in the distance. We're like, not going that way. Wow. Let's go this way. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like close. I mean, it was a hu- it was huge open fields, you know, like some of the places between like Millington proper and like into like, mm-hmm. you know, Raleigh and we're getting like sp- geographically specific on this podcast too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> into Memphis itself. There's like yeah, yeah. tons and tons of fields. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we were going through. Gotcha. And it was like, yeah, we're gonna stay away from that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> tell me, how is uh Final Fantasy VIII going? This oh. is the, the best segue of all time. <laughs> so uh we talked a little bit about this and we definitely are gonna have to have a podcast about it. Mm. But um I am at uh I, well at the final dungeon, I'll just put it that way. Mm. Um <clears throat> and I have a, a thoroughly, as I'd mentioned to you before, screwed myself over. Um my mm-hmm. my party has basically zero hit points effectively on Fantastic. average and um effectively zero magic on average <laughs> the only, the only character that has a whole like you know more than two or three pages of magic uh, he, and he only has like four i think is squall um and um yeah so bad things yeah uh, right <laughs> i have uh every i think Every regular Guardian Force except for Siren, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
So that's good. At yeah. least. Well, I don't that's have Doom Train. That's yeah. the other one. Um, so I, uh, he's not. Re- well, I guess he is a regular one because you can call him. Um, so I, I, I need to go make Doom Train. I have the Solomon Ring, so that's all good. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but I got to get all the stuff, the mats to make him. I have everybody uh, except for Kistus, Squall, and Selfie. Yeah, have the, well maybe maybe Zell, but I'm pretty sure have their original weapons. Mm. So I've got to go get mats to make other weapons. I got most, if not all, the the weapons magazines, so I can mm-hmm. make you know Lionheart and all the high end weapons. Mm-hmm. I just have to go get the materials for them. I have almost zero materials, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I've got to figure out how to get hit points up. I've got to figure out how to get more magic, and I've got to figure out how to get all the materials for the better weapons and then i'll be ready to actually go into mm-hmm. the final dungeon sounds like you're gonna do some, some side quest in here yeah yeah uh, it's it's i'm gonna put on music and i'm gonna hope that i can get the spawns that i want i don't have cactuar i forgot about that i, I don't mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to get cactuar yeah yeah um do you have cactuar no okay how do you get that he one? shows up randomly and there's like a desert <clears throat> Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. right and then, right. like, when you see like the little green <laughs> dude, you just like go run into him, and it's like, yeah. Like, I, I, there's, there's an area where I farmed uh, a bunch of guardian force abilities with, with all of oh, them, yeah. where, where all of them pop up. You can like, without getting on that island, you can get like right on the corner, like mm-hmm. right up next to the island, and they'll spawn there. Oh yeah, like the the regular mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, dude, I probably spent a couple of hours. Too. Do what? You can do that to harvest their needles too, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that part. Like, so I told you about the guy who does like the 100% speed runs mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy. Yeah. He spends like hours, or not hours, but like a long time at that, that I, the uh, beach that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I sure <laughs> did. I sure did, boy. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I have to, I don't even know where it's at. I have to go back and look that up because like I, there's so little about the geography that I remember mm-hmm. at all. Um, and then it's not easy to f- figure out where you are because you're like too zoomed in all the time. No matter yeah, if you're in right. one of the vehicles or whatever, it's just like, give me some more field of view, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but yeah, it's going good. Um, I'll probably beat it with the, if I, if I play it much this week, uh, if not this week, next week. Um, I have no doubt that you're going to beat it before I even get back to it. I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start six. I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if I want to get the pixel remaster because there's been some somewhat mixed reviews on it. There's, they say there's some bugs and this, that, and the other. Um, and they've changed some things that I wasn't aware that they were changing. Mm. Um, I guess the, the music's different, which is cool. I, I like that idea. Um, and uh, But I, I don't know. I, I might just go back and play the ROM. I, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's I'll cool. be playing Final Fantasy three then, if that's the case. <laughs> right. Is there a difference between six and three? Uh, I I, that, I need to look that up. I'm I would be do curious that to know because I yeah. was planning on playing like US three when I get around right. to that. So I'll look that up and I'll let you know. Um, I don't cool. think that there is, but that doesn't mean that there's not. Um, right. Because if it is, then I'll just get like a translation of Japanese six. Mm-hmm. And just play that, um, but yeah, that's cool. That's that. Yeah. So I 
you- I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get back to Final Fantasy VIII after I beat Outer Wilds, which uh, I I feel like I'm getting pretty close to beating that. I don't really know, uh, but like I, I'm enjoying the heck out of this game. Like honestly, I really don't typically like games that are like super open ended. Like you can just kind of like do whatever. I kind of like a little bit more structure than that. Uh, I don't really like the feeling of like just not knowing what to do and spending hours like just walking around, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I've really, I've really enjoyed this. It's, it's been, um, it's, it's, it's a very well designed game because it, it, while it is like that, where you can like just kind of go do whatever and explore and do all these things. I feel like things are laid out very well to where you don't really have to go that far to discover something. And kind of once yeah. you discover a thing, then it kind of tells you something or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I can, I remember that from over here, over there, or whatever. And then you remember to go yeah. over here. And so um, there's really only one thing. So I'm like maybe 15 or 16 hours into it right now. Mm-hmm. And there's really only one thing so far that I've done. You have to do at the very beginning of the game so that you can launch into space. And once you do that and you're in space... There's nothing that I have done so far that I couldn't have just gone and done immediately. Like it's it because the whole oh, okay. time loop mechanic involved oh, in it. Yeah. Like the the biggest thing, like w- what's cool about it is like the way you progress through the game is like literally your memory. Like you just remember, oh, this over there, that over here, this there. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, so every yeah. time it loops, you know, and and it does have a way of like even if you don't die, it it ends and it it, it loops back around. So. Mm-hmm you may run out of time and then you may have to go do something again or whatever. And then, Oh, well I'm going to yeah. go do this over here. And Oh, this, that, that's what this means. So that's another interesting thing is like you read all this stuff. And at the beginning, it's kind of like death stranding syndrome where you get all this information. It's like, what the H is yeah. this game talking about right now? Yeah. But you progress and then you learn what all this stuff means. And it's like, Oh, that's what that was. So it's like all it's just the game's full of like all these little aha moments just like all over the place. So mm-hmm. now you a, say that I need to go back and play Death Stranding. I still have not finished mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so you maybe, absolutely do. I, I can totally just, see how people do not like that game, but I mega enjoyed that game. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 very it's very out there in a very Hideo <laughs> Kojima kind of way. But uh Yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> but yeah, everything I, is he does these days, right? <laughs> um, I, I I've said this several times, but it's it reminds me of like one of those shows where you say, okay, just like get through the first like, you know, half of the first season or something like that, and the rest <laughs> of the nine seasons they're so good, it's so good, you know, just yeah. kind of get through that first little part. Uh, it so I feel like that game's like that where some of the stuff that you have to do in it is a little painful at the beginning, but there are totally mm-hmm. a bunch of different ways where it gets so much more tolerable as you progress through it. And I, I hate fetch quests. Like literally I hate that in video games and yeah. this is like fetch quest, the game. So you right. know, just saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do need to play it. I, I've put that off too long because mm-hmm. I don't want him to come out with another game and me have not finished Death Stranding. So right, right. Yeah, I mean, you can get like the the 4K PC release of it now if you if you wanted to do it that way. I would be curious mm. to maybe to see that version. But you know, eh. I don't know. W- w- would you recommend that? I mean, I have no would, idea. Would you, okay, I don't know anything about it. Just well, I mean, just saying. If 
you know. <laughs> Do you feel like that would have added to your experience, I guess is my question. I mean, I, I could see, I, I mean, I could always see better graphics adding to the experience. But like, <laughs> as far as that game goes on like original PS4 hardware, like it's insanely impressive. Like there are multiple times when I'm just sitting there like, am, is this like pre-rendered or not? Or what, what the heck am I looking at here? Like, it's, it's a very yeah. impressive looking game. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, anyway, as my cat is knocking things over here and, you know, hopefully potentially not stopping recording here, that would be tragic. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so. Ogato on your desk, too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Zerain, so today, yes. today yes. We, are, we are talking about video game movie related situations so movies that are yes. based on video games <laughs> the good the bad the eh you know the, and the why god why yes the why exactly <laughs> um so i literally just have a list of movies here and i yeah, before same. we even get going i just want to bring up an honorable mention because it's not really technically a video game a movie based on a video game, but it's a very like video gamey movie. And that I've got is, one of those too. Okay, okay. Well, we can yeah. do our honorable mentions here up front. So, uh, the Scott Pilgrim movie. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah. So I actually watched that fairly recently again, and like the the design of both in like with the visuals and the audio in this this movie they are yeah. just so good it's just the presentation of you're right the presentation is so good all yeah. the like really over the top kind of like anime looking like things that happen when people are fighting and that kind of thing it's just it's it's so good and like there's so many like little details all over the place it's it's insane it's yeah. so good my favorite part of my favorite part of that movie though is the uh, the vegan police? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so gelato's not vegan. <laughs> oh oh man. man, that's that movie's great. It's yeah. really good. It, there's, it, so, there's so many like moments like that that mm-hmm. are just really good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, the the humor is just it is spot on. Like, I think that movie is literally Chris Evans' best work of all time. Like he plays, is he in it? Yeah, he plays one of the one of the the ex boyfriends. Uh, oh my god, the, the movie star one. He's okay, like, yeah. he plays such an excellent over the top douchebag. Where it's like, <laughs> it's like when somebody's like that, you know, it's like I hate this person, I hate this person. Then it goes like full circle, and then it's like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like it's so <laughs> over the top, like that. Oh, but man, yeah, dude. Like I, I. After rewatching this, I feel like Captain America was the wrong role for him. Like I, he, he did a great job as Captain America. Don't get me wrong, but like he plays this over the top douchebag thing so well. I don't know. I just I, I don't know. What do you think he should have been Tony Stark or something? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know who he should have been. Actually, you know, now that I say that, I can't think of another superhero that that is like quite quite that over the top. Yeah. Um there's probably like if we go outside of Marvel and DC land, I'm sure there's someone like Dark Horse or something like that. Yeah, that right, right. There's more l- less uh, neon kind mm-hmm. of characters because right. th- that's the way I see, especially Marvel, but even DC. It's like it's so like it's so binary, right? Mm-hmm. It's all this and none of that. It's right. not. There's no like 
And that's one of the things I think that people liked about MCU is it tried to do away with that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where MCU is at its weakest. Although I'll admit I've not watched all the movies for mm-hmm. sure. I probably not watched half of them at this point. Um, but uh, of the ones that I've watched, it, they've they've weakened their characters by doing that, by removing that brightness of this is exactly who this person is and they're mm-hmm. exactly not that. And that makes it more gritty, quote unquote, and more real, quote unquote. Right, right. But it also makes it less of the, what the source was. And mm-hmm. that's where they started to lose me. And that's kind of why I haven't just watched them in a long time, to be honest. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah. Not to turn this into a Marvel podcast, but I mean, I, you know, uh, some of them are good. I mean, but, you know, yeah. some of them are, you know. <laughs> eh. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then they also give them some of them personalities that they really didn't have in the comics, too. Mm-hmm. And that's, I understand why, but it's like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I Typically, I mean, we'll, we'll no doubt get into this in here with the video game stuff, but typically, like, I try to enjoy things like what they are. Like, it's never yeah. going to be that source yeah. material thing, um, especially in video game movie land. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. The problem is I'm just too much of a hipster, so it's just, <laughs> that, that bone in my body just keeps like... Ah. I understand, I understand. <laughs> so what What was your, your honorable mention? So... Um, this uh, this is not a good movie though. Okay. So uh, my uh, my expectation for this podcast is we're going to talk about a bunch of garbage mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a, one of those pieces of garbage uh-huh. that I was so angry when I saw this movie. I cannot communicate to you the level of anger when <laughs> I was in this movie and when I came out of this movie and I didn't have the appropriate people around me to be able to just go off with mm-hmm. because it, anyway, it's the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm, so yeah, I never saw there's, that. There's actually I think two of these, at least two. There may be more, but I'm pretty sure there's only two. Um, and I, I don't know if I've ever even seen the second one because I hated the first one so much. And I, as I recall, as, as I understand it, I think maybe the second one's a little bit better. It's different, I think. Story, I don't know. I I can't talk about the second one. I could talk about the first one. It's awful, awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Bad, 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 bad. I don't when even. Did that come out? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, two. Th- thousand ish something like that okay um let's see yeah 2000 exactly yeah year 2000 i Um, vaguely remember that but yeah i never saw it and the only only good part the only reason that this movie is not just complete gutter garbage trash refuse is (laughs) that uh jeremy irons plays the the bad guy Uh and uh I, I think he's a really, really, really good actor, and I like him. And it just sucks that he's w- in this movie, but, um, but he 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 does a really, I think, splendid job at at doing that role mm-hmm. as good as as that role could be. And he's he's by far the best actor in the movie. Yeah, uh, by far the best, not just actor, but the person who acted their role the best, and the only person that in any way transcended their role. Um, in the movie, mm-hmm. so he like he's better than what he was written as. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Because he's who he is as an actor. Everything else about that movie is terrible. Uh, it's got one of the Wayans brothers in it, and he's like way too much com- comedic relief. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. There's comedy at the table. I get it. <laughs> Thieves are, are funny sometimes. I get it. Bards can be funny. I get it. They don't really have any like real delineation on classes uh-huh. other than they go to the thieves guild at one point. And like the two guys are kind of thieves mainly in the, the story. Um, and it's like, okay, yeah, but it, it's, it's like, 
it tries to be something like a buddy comedy, but it doesn't. It fails at that, and then it really fails at the fantasy aspect. I, I just trying to so, imagine this is like breaking my brain right now. It, it's so ter- it's almost like you should watch it just to see how bad it is. Yeah, it's just terrible, and it it's almost nothing resembling something that you would think of from a D&D campaign mm-hmm. other than yeah it's got a fantasy type setting yeah but it's too modern feeling I, I don't know and I have a lot of bias in this obviously because I've played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in my day not in many years at this point but um, <laughs> and I know how all of our campaigns ran I know the campaigns that I ran how they went my friends when they would run campaigns I know how those would go and so like we have this kind of atmosphere of what that feels like and i know that's personal and there's nothing that's endemic to dmd from that but this is just so far beyond maybe other people ran campaigns that were more like this movie i don't know mm-hmm. but i've seen like official campaigns where we run official campaigns that are written we've done our own stuff none of it is was like this at all yeah. this like i said this is like a buddy comedy is what it felt like interesting with a veneer of fantasy and ma- some magic very little magic that's also what upset me about it mm-hmm. um i th- there, there's no representation uh, there's very little representation of different uh, uh races of different classes of different feats of different abilities spells weapons all the stuff that's cool about dnd are mm-hmm. no way featured in this movie like basically no way featured in this movie. <laughs> and so uh, there's there's very little representation of traps and you know, you know, I would figure there would be like a, a mimic reference somewhere. No, like something. Give me something, and it's like nothing. And I really hate that movie because I love Dungeons and Dragons so much. Yeah. Anyway. Sounds like they just kind of tried to make it accessible to literally whoever would walk into the theater and watch it. And one hundred percent, yes. But like that was the only real consideration that they made in making this movie. Um, right, right. Even in the casting with. The, the Wayans guy, which he he's fine for what the role was. The role was just written really dumbly. I mean, yeah. it, 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 and I mean dumbly because like he was he was he acted like he was dumb in, in the the movie, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't it, okay, <laughs> that's fine, but it's I just don't know. It wasn't like it was supposed to be a a quirky character flaw or something that that mm-hmm. is redeemed or is beneficial. Uh, or if it was, it wasn't clear that that was the case. I, I don't know. Mm. I could rant about how much I hate this movie for a long time, so I'm going to stop there. But that's um, okay. Dishonorable mention there, right? I might have to add that to a list of of things to watch when I, I'm just looking for something ridiculous to watch and throw on in the background or whatever. Yeah, it probably won't upset you the way it had upset me. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you're not, I, I, I take it that you're not as invested in, or had not been as invested in Dungeons and Dragons. No, no. especially at the time, because that was peak Dungeons and Dragons for mm-hmm. me. Because I played like all through high school, and okay, that's like yeah. right in the middle of high school. I, I could, me. I could totally see that situation being triggering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I mean, I mean, this is like one of those things where like. Uh, you know, probably the night before, I had my head deep in the dungeon master guide or like the players. Yeah, handbook, and we were probably prepping the for the move. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it's just, yeah. it's ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> if it had any other name, it'd be fine. But Dungeons and Dragons, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, th- I feel like a lot of movies like are like that. Like a lot of the video game movies yeah. are like that. Where like if it was something else. You know, maybe in like an okay movie, like 
uh, a, a big one that that I know we're going to talk about here is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, That's the first one on my list. Yeah, like that movie is just. I, I watched it fairly recently, a couple of months back, actually. Okay. Um, if <laughs> if you look at kind of like the source material of what they had to work with, you know, they were really trying to reach, think outside of the box of you know what those original games put on the table there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you took away like the Mario aspect of it, and I mean, some of the acting is a little a little cheesy for reason. Well, first of all. I don't know if you know, but the script got rewritten like several times. Yeah, I, there's I also, that whole situation. The I drinking on set. That, <laughs> uh, that basically, Bob Hoskins like the whole time was drunk. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of things like that, the just complete disorganization and everything. Yeah, and like the history of the of the movie is so disorganized. Like there were several different directors and several people, and they were like pushback on these people versus the director. Like all, all kinds of crazy stuff was going on in that movie while yeah. it was happening. Uh, but uh, like taking away all the Mario stuff out of it, like I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a great movie, but you know, it's it it makes it breaks my brain a little bit less to watch it. Just forgetting yeah. that this is a Mario thing, you know. Right, it's more right. like a weird kind of sci-fi kind of thing. Or or if you get to the point where you're like, okay, I know this sucks as a Mario movie, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, it's got all this Mario aesthetic very slightly to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just say, well, how is this as a uh, you know, what does this feel like from an entertainment perspective? Which mm-hmm. I guess is not thinking about as a Mario thing, but even even thinking about Mario, if you can disconnect that Mario from video game Mario, mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, like, I, I, here's the way I, I think about it in my mind, is that the Super Mario Brothers movie is the alternate bad future from Back to the Future 2 <laughs> of the Super <laughs> yes, Mario Brothers world. That. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like to yep, me. And that is you know, just even accurate. the aesthetic's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, so true. Uh, I, and if, if you go into it with that thought, then mm. I think it's actually an interesting movie. I think Dennis Hopper is amazing as Koopa. Mm-hmm. Like, I really... Th- he's he's another one of my favorite actors. I think he's really good. Um, and it's just so funny to see him with that hairdo and yeah. just like... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild movie for sure. <laughs> it's just... It's so interesting to see, like, all these little references... Like, oh, by the way, that's Toad. They just casually mentioned that's Toad. You know, they just casually yeah. mentioned this is Big Bertha or, you know, whatever. Right, they right, just right. randomly throw these names in there. Oh, that's the same color as that thing from the game. Holy shnikes. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I remember that in that video game. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that always got me about it was that their names were Mario, Mario, and Luigi. Dude, Mario. I, 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 that that is the one thing out of that movie that I consider official Mario canon. Like that is serious lore right there. <laughs> that the, their last name is Mario. Well, they have to be. I mean, literally, it makes sense because yeah. of the Mario Brothers. Like uh-huh. Luigi, if Luigi's name's not Mario, then they how could they be the Mario Brothers? Right. I just think that 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 is the most brilliant piece of lore to ever come out of that movie. It's just yeah, incredible. I, I completely agree. Um, oh, here's an here's an anecdote for you. When I uh, we went to see that movie in the theater, um, it was actually storming, mm. and like the electricity 
in the theater was like going in and out. Mm-hmm. And so it was like we were seeing the movie and then it would stop and then it would start back and then it would wow. stop and then it would start. It was like really bad. And so yeah. it was like during the scene toward the end where they're like racing through the pipes or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just like I couldn't even tell what was going on because it was just so distracting. So that that was one of those weird scenarios that you don't really, you know, um, you don't really encounter in a theater much, right? You don't really mm-hmm. have those scenarios where things go wrong when you're just watching a movie because yeah, yeah, this is generally pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that's one of those memories that stuck in my mind for sure because it was just so weird and different, right? <laughs> that that would be quite the experience. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know, like uh, that that movie is. I dislike that movie for reasons beyond what it is. I dislike that movie because of how negatively it impacted um, getting video game movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, because that movie was so bad and poorly received, people for a long time were very hesitant to even think about doing a video game movie. Yeah, right. Um, and with good reason, because like we've got many more that I'm sure we're going to talk about that prove out that if you don't if you don't try to be honest to what it's coming from and understand that your audience can't be much more than the the base of the game that's the thing is they try to push it to be more than the base of the game you've got to there's it's a fine line right yeah you've got mm-hmm. to be able to be accessible but you cannot sacrifice certain things from the canon or from the mm-hmm. the world or the aesthetic or things like that because when you do then you start to become something else right and that's the pro that's the the problem of super mario brothers is that it is 100 percent something else like mm-hmm. or 99 percent something else yep like there's cars in the movie why are there cars in the movie <laughs> which okay i guess you could say well super mario odyssey now then that maybe that makes a little more sense but <laughs> it's like <laughs> at the time <laughs> <laughs> right Anyway, but the thing that really upset me this is the last thing I'll say about Super Mario Brothers. The thing that really upset me about that movie was that at the time, even we had the cartoons. So they had even I think we even had the Super Mario Brothers three cartoon. I think so. When and did so, this come out? Uh, I'm not sure, um, but I'm pretty sure we had the Super Mario Brothers three cartoon, which if you ask me. I, I don't remember a whole lot about that 93. cartoon. What, 93? Mm-hmm. Okay. So would we have had Super Mario 3 cartoon? When did that cartoon come out? Yeah. Uh, well, so I'll, I'll just talk about that versus the the other Super Mario Brothers cartoon. Uh, the Super Mario 3 one 90. was much more... 90 what? 90. Okay. So the Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon to me was much more in alignment with feeling like it was from the video games mm. than the original Super Mario Brothers cartoon was. Mm. Which at least with that one I like that one too and it still had a lot more of that flavor and flair of the games yeah. as well. Especially it drew a lot from like 2. Um yeah. and and kind of had to because it had all the characters and 2 had all the characters and etc. Mm. US 2 anyway. And um and so, like, I had seen those, and I was like, okay, cool. We're going to get a live-action version of something like that. Mm-hmm. Even if it had been a live-action version of, like, the older Super Mario Brothers cartoon, I think that would have been just fine. But we got something that was, like, some future dystopia cyberpunk something or another. Yes. And that in and of itself is really cool and could be really cool, but it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't done well. It wasn't written well. It just 
And so that was why I was super upset about the Super Mario Brothers movie. It was because it was nothing like either of the cartoons that had come out. Yeah. I Man, I don't know how much of that Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon I actually saw when I was younger. I don't I I'm pretty sure I only remember the other one. I would be curious to go yeah. back and watch some of that. I only recall seeing a handful of episodes, but I do remember mm-hmm. every episode had something that was like straight out of the video game and it mm-hmm. was done in a very video gaming way. And so I have a positive memory of it. I'll put it that way. Yeah. My, my experience with shows like that was extremely limited. Um, I just, I did not, for some reason, I, I don't know why there were very specific things that I actually watched on TV, but like shows like that, it was almost always like I had one VHS tape with like three episodes on it or something. And that was all I ever saw. So, yeah, I I definitely, I I know what you mean. Cause it's like one of those things where like, those are the kinds of shows they would shift around to different times all the time. Yeah. So you'd never know when it was coming on basically, Mm -hmm. which is pretty terrible. Um, Okay. Anything more to talk about Super Mario? Negative. Brothers? We, got we need to move list. on. We could, we could <laughs> rant and rave about that all all afternoon. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you go next. Uh, oh man, I don't know where to where to start because <laughs> I man, all of these are like things I want to talk. Okay, I try to do something somewhat chronological. It's going to be wrong, okay. but oh well. Um, so this is one where <laughs> there's a weird history of interplay between like the game and the movie. Um, and it's gone back and forth and like literally back and forth. And that's mm. the Street Fighter movie. Because <laughs> um, there's, you know, there's the Street Fighter movie. So there's a Street Fighter video games. Then mm. there's Street Fighter movie. Then there's Street Fighter the movie, the game. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like, okay, well, we need a movie. Yeah. Street Fighter the movie, the game, the movie. Right. Um, it's like, what the heck? But um, so this is the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. And um, it's... I don't I don't really remember a ton of it other than the cool part that I recall it being is that they try to put a lot of the characters into the movie because mm-hmm. Guile, of course, is Jean-Claude Van Damme's in there. Bison, uh, Raul Julia. This is is this Raul Julia's last movie? It's one of his last. I think it may have been because I know that in the credits that they say in loving memory of. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think it may have been his last one. Um, uh, Cammy is in it. Ryu, Ken, Blanca, Dalsim, uh, Zengif, uh, Chun Li. So I think, I think Sagat's in it. Even yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Honda is in it. Mm. E Honda, and uh, that's Vega is in it. I think all of the original, like the the uh, original set of characters and the four boss characters. Mm. I don't know if Balrog's in it, but I think they all are in it. Um. And so that's cool. I thought that was really cool that they tried to do that. But the story is just like, I, it's hard to follow. I don't remember just, it at all. Like, I, I remember flashes of this movie. I, that's another one I really need to sit down and watch again. Yeah. Um, if I recall correctly, Bison's trying to take over the world somehow. Mm-hmm. And Sounds of course, right. Giles with the military and Cammy, and mm-hmm. they're trying to, which Cammy's not even an original character. She's from Super Street Fighter, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they are going on a mission to stop him, and somehow, like Ken and Ryu get involved, and they don't have the same kind of dynamic as they do in the lore of the game either, um, where they're trying, you know, 
I'm going to mess this up and some Street Fighter fans are going to going to rip me up. I know one of them that's <laughs> probably listening is probably going to rip me up if I say this, but um, my understanding, very limited of the lore of the games is that, you know, Ryu and Ken are trying to be like the world's greatest uh, martial artist mm-hmm. and they they train a lot and they fought a lot in tournaments and stuff like that. And there's something beyond that too going on. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but that's kind of, they have this kind of like professional rivalry sort of thing going on. And that's like not it at all in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, like Ken is totally like, like he knows martial arts, but he's just like a cool American dude. And then Ryu's just like this serious Japanese guy. And (laughs) it's like so tropey, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. But I, as far as like what all happens in the movie, I I know that Dahl seems a, a like a mad scientist kind of guy who's experimenting on Blanca, and that's why he has like his powers mm-hmm. to like electrocute and stuff or shock people. I I don't know. Mad, I, I, don't I don't remember, remember that. Holy crap! Yeah, and like Zangief is like a lieutenant or something of mm-hmm. Bison, um, and then like Sagat is like a. a business dude or something like he's like a drug runner <laughs> something like i don't remember exactly dude. All of it, but man i watched that movie quite a few times when i was younger i'm surprised i don't re- really remember more of it it's because it's very forgettable i it's guess like, so. I, I, I had to reach to remember these uh-huh. things and i don't some of it may not be accurate it could have just been stuff i made up in my mind at the time because mm-hmm. i saw it when i was really young like when the, the i think the only time i've seen it is in the theaters oh wow so I, I did not like it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I said I, the only thing I appreciated it for is that they tried to have as many of the characters in in it as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, but it 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 doesn't seem it doesn't hold up well as a story because we don't remember it. If if it were a good story or a decent story, we would have remembered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was young enough to not really care too much about the story. I was just like, yeah. ooh, video game people, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's, that that's Street Fighter 4. That's a, that's a thumbs down for me. <laughs> that's like a, actually, I don't know if I was on in frame or not, but like that's a, if anybody hasn't seen it, that's a famous thing is that like the salute, I guess the bison salute or whatever is like a sideways thumb like this. Mm-hmm. And then, so Zangief is always doing that. And then at the end, end of the movie, like they defeat Bison, Zangief becomes a good guy or whatever, and so he he salutes like Ryu and Ken or something, or maybe it's Guile, and then Guile turns his hand with a thumbs up. <laughs> right. It's just, it's oh so man, corny. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's super corny. <laughs> oh dude, yeah. Um, that's the only Street Fighter movie I've seen though. How many are there? Are there other like live action ones? I don't know if the if it's a cartoon or a live action. I know there's another one. But I don't know. I, if I don't it's a know. I'm not even aware. One. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there'd be a lot of like cartoon or like anime type ones because uh-huh. there's a lot of that with video games, especially these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a, a Mortal Kombat one that is apparently very good. Cartoon? Yeah. Well, there's the original cartoon that is that what the one you're talking about? I thought it came out fairly recently. Okay, so then that must be a new one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like in the, last the original few years one's or something. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, man, I forgot what that was. I think it has something to do with Scorpion, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, well, I still haven't seen. Well, I guess we can start talking about the Mortal yeah, Kombat yeah. thing now. <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen the newest Mortal Kombat movie, but um, um, I have. Uh, 
my biggest problem with it is that like the main character in it is just like basically some other dude. It's just like right. no one from the games. Um, but I think the uh, the special effects and stuff in it are like really good. Like it's it visually, it's a very very good looking movie. Um, yeah. You're probably not going to be thrilled with the lore aspect of it, so <laughs> there's that. I'm sure. Yeah, um, but I mean, I I don't know. I it's one of those things where I feel like for what it is, like a standalone thing, it's all right. Um, but it's like the fight stuff is like it's it's pretty entertaining to watch, visually yeah. speaking. It's funny yeah. like when when everything starts getting going in the, at the beginning of the movie. So, um, so my wife and I would have these like Friday night date night things where we would like get something to go and then we would watch a movie. And so we'd yeah. always be eating dinner, you know, watching a movie basically. And so we were watching this movie, and uh, I, I have this picture of her on my phone, and she she has like. A fork and a knife in in both her hands. I I'm, I apologize if you're listening to this. I'm going to try to describe it when I while I'm doing this. Uh, so she has a fork and her knife in 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 her two hands, and she's just has her mouth like draped like just like oh, at, at this first fight scene that happens, uh, yeah. just in total shock of what's happening. And then I have another picture of her just like maybe 30 seconds later. And she just has like this gigantic childlike grin on her face at just the <laughs> massacre that is occurring on the screen. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, and I, Kano is, Kano is very, very funny in this movie. <laughs> he has yeah. some, some good dialogue. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all right. I, I don't think it's phenomenal or anything, but you know, if you can get past the 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 lore stuff, then you know, it's worth maybe a while. I maybe I can pause that part of my brain for two hours. Right. <laughs> I think the visuals are worth. It, it's pretty cool to see. Like, a, obviously, there are fatalities in it, and those are yeah. done very well. So, well, you say obviously, but <laughs> we go back to the original Mortal Kombat right. movie. So, um, I saw this in theaters. I think, so here's what I'll say about the original Mortal Kombat movie. It's the first video game movie I can remember having seen. Mm. And, and looking back and thinking about the ones that I've seen and some of them having rewatched, it's the first one that actually was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a great movie, but it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so my mom went with us to go see it and she actually enjoyed it. She doesn't like, oh, wow. you know, like super actiony things mm-hmm. really. Um, I mean, she doesn't necessarily dislike them, but that's not like what she would choose to watch, mm-hmm. but she liked it for the story because it's like, you know, um, that's cool. Liu Kang avenging his brother or whatever, even mm-hmm. though that's complete like fabrication for the movie. But I mean, you gotta have a motivation mm-hmm. uh, other than just save the world. It's like, well, yeah, some people don't. That's not enough motivation, to be honest. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I here's what I like about the the original Mortal Kombat movie was that it did a very very good job. I think of at least with the the main characters. So you know, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, uh, Sonya. Uh, with at least those three, it did a really good job of showing who they were outside of the tournament them getting drawn into the tournament and then bringing their character into the tournament. That's cool. Uh, I think that that's really, really awesome because um, I, I think the thing about uh, uh, Liu Kang being kind of estranged from his Shaolin order 
and it is is really cool because that's not really if i can remember correctly that's not really what the lore is like he was actually part of he was just kind of like the representative of that order Mm -hmm. but that makes it them have something to make it more appeal more to people who aren't into the game Mm -hmm. and i think that was the big thing that was that drew drew people in i think that's what my what my mom kind of grasped onto that made her like the movie uh, but then they did a really good job of just showing how like Johnny Cagey Johnny Cage is like <laughs> in, on a movie set, like actually doing that and uh-huh. like gave that whole context. And it's like you had to like really like the game to know what any lore there was, which is like yeah. a page for each character basically at the time. Um, and the fact that they brought that into it and made that real was awesome mm-hmm. that. Sonya was in like the special operation trying to track down K- Kano, right? Kano being, you know, like this kind of uh, crime lord sort of guy, mm-hmm. and and Sonya having he and they having a, a rivalry like that. Um, it, it did a really good job of setting all that up, uh, and and Christopher Lambert as uh, Raiden was just <laughs> like is perfect. It's so good because because he's got that really good balance of the seriousness and the comedy, mm-hmm. right? And the movie's so serious, like the the concept's so serious, you have to have comic relief. Yeah, right. And if it weren't for him, there would be no real place for comic. Well, maybe some of Johnny Cage, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But really, Raiden serves as the primary comic relief, and it makes it work. And if 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 Raiden were super serious all the time, and this is why whoever played Raiden in the second movie. Um, didn't really, I think, come off as well because he, he the writing for him was too serious, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other problems with Annihilation we can talk about in a minute. But I think that that part of it made it so well put together that it didn't really matter how much uh, everything else played out as long as you had some cool scenes, some really cool fighting. They did the fighting choreography of the fighting really well. Mm-hmm. That was enough, I think, to carry the movie. But then even so beyond that, they did make it interesting where they had all these different scenes around the island where like they're fighting and all this kind of stuff. Um, brought in a, more of the lore, at least some of the characters and some of the, you know, attitudes of some of the other characters even if you didn't know like uh, much about mm-hmm. you know where goro came from or, or his people and how they relate to you know uh shang sung and uh it was they did a really good job of limiting it to shang sung and not really talking about shao Kahn or out too much about outworld other than being there a little bit mm-hmm. uh, but they had outworld and so there's so much of the lore that actually is represented in a decent enough way in the original movie that i think all of that gave that that good package of you know, taking Liu Kang as the hook and his storyline to get people into the movie who aren't into Mortal Kombat lore, but yeah. the people who know about the world and stuff, appreciating it, get pulled in by all of the ev- everything else that they did, mm-hmm. uh, except for they didn't do any fatalities. Mm. It, well, m- for the most part, there's like one or two things that are kind of like fatality, but none of them are like a real fatality. Uh, they even have a quasi pit, pseudo pit at the end <laughs> of the, or the end of the movie, which is is pretty cool yeah that's um, cool but uh so it was, it was clearly written by people who cared about or, or were incentivized to care about the lore of the game uh, anyway I'll, i will talk again about that a lot because i have a lot of thoughts about it mm-hmm. as far as how good it was and, and particularly the details but i think that that's commendable it was one of the first if not the first commendable uh video game movies yeah that that's another one i need to rewatch because i literally just remember like flashes of it i as oh, dude! I really it recommend it. Yeah, I I, I know it's good. good. I, I remember really liking it more than Street Fighter. 
Uh, dude, it's not even comparable. Mortal Kombat movie, the original one, is um, so much better than Street Fighter. And Annihilation, um, like, I remember... I, I just had that like on in the background while I was doing something. I don't think I ever really really watched it. I don't. I don't know if I would <laughs> recommend that one as much. Okay. So, so kid me mm-hmm. appreciated Annihilation more than the original one. Mm. Adult me appreciates the original one way more than Annihilation. Go on. Annihilation is super campy. It's mm. super goofy, mm-hmm. corny. Um, but here's what Annihilation did that drew me in as a kid. It has so many characters from the game. Mm. And this is, you know, you think about uh, this is probably, you know, what Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 era. Um, yeah. When the movie came out, maybe Mortal Kombat 4, something like that. Um, it definitely, it, it doesn't touch any of the Mortal Kombat 4 stuff that really I think is kind of what twists Mortal Kombat. 4 becomes 3D, right? And that changes to me, Mortal Kombat, what it is. Also, they introduce a lot of characters and, and storylines that are like completely new and completely different than the original one. I'm thinking things like um, uh, what's uh, Quan Chi uh, and his connection to uh, the Nether Realm. Uh, you know, Chinook. Um, all all of those kinds of characters that come in later, and then things really take a turn beyond that. Mm-hmm. But the second movie is basically. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, the movie, <laughs> as far as like the roster. Yeah. Because like everybody is referenced in it basically. Liu Kang, uh, uh, Katana, of course, Molina, Jade, uh, Cabal. They even talk about Cabal and Striker. You don't ever see them, but he talks about them. Uh, Baraka, obviously Shao Kahn. Um, Freaking, uh, who am I missing? I mean, I know there's a lot more like uh, Cyrax, Sector. Um, Jax is in it. Like Jax has a has a role in it. Uh, he gets his metal arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like all of this stuff is uh, uh, was uh, is it even like Kentaro and Motaro in it. One of them, I think. And so it's like it's all of this stuff where it's like deeply clear that it's like they were like, okay, let's make sure we hit the whole roster this yeah, time, right. guys. <laughs> Check <laughs> all the like, boxes, guys. And of course, Kid Me was like, yes, yes, I, uh-huh. I want to see. Like I, I for the longest time. Uh, Cabal was like my character in Mortal Kombat mm. 3 and I wanted so bad to see Cabal in a storyline with him and so it was really disappointing where it was just like a name drop oh well <laughs> but the movie's bad the movie's bad bad like the story is terrible oh Sindel is in it of course mm. um, and like <laughs> she's got the ter- the famous uh, terribly bad delivery uh, mother it's like a uh, uh, Katana saying to her mother you're alive too bad you will die. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Um, but I mean, that story, the, it, given the devil is due, so to speak, that part of the story was accurate. That's what Mortal Kombat 3 story was. And that's what they tried to make the second movie was the story of Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat 3, where Shao Kahn tries to resurrect his dead wife, Sindel, and like all this crap happens. And then, man. You saying yeah. all this, like I realize that I know nothing about Mortal Kombat lore except for like the bare minimum. So I need to like look up some kind of YouTube. Like I'm sure somebody's made some kind of like of deep, course. deep Mortal Kombat lore dive. If you go up to like just three or, uh-huh. or before four, four is where it starts doing a bunch of different stuff where it's just like I lose it really mm. when it comes to like what Deadly Alliance, I think is the fifth one. And then there's another one. And I, I can't remember. Arm, then there's Armageddon, 
And then there's deception, which is where I got back into it again a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of it again. And then there's a couple more. And then they do the Mortal Kombat, which I got back into it again. It's kind of like the reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. And then they have X and Eleven. Um, I, and I haven't played either of those seriously. We, you and I played a little mm-hmm. bit. As far as the lore, though, I don't really know anything up until three. And there's almost nothing up until three. Um, and three tries to flesh it out much more than one and two did. Mm-hmm. Um, one's like introducing the concept. Two is like, okay, well, guess what? Shang Tsung wasn't really the the head honcho. It's this guy Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. And then three is Shao Kahn's trying to subvert the elder gods by doing all of this kind of bad magic sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the, the the whole point of the tournament in the third one, is, if, I, if I recall correctly, is that you know you have to go and defend all the realms from Shao Kahn's trying to just like rule everything and kill the elder gods and yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's just ridiculous. But it's not much. Like yeah, I, yeah. I say all that and that's probably about all there is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that would sit at the arcade and then watch the screens like before you play. And it's yeah, like, yeah. that's what in, on the Mortal Kombat three cabinets, it would just, it's like three pages or something. That's like it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get a Mortal Kombat three arcade board. That would be awesome. But those are ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Yes, you get yes, one, you get yes. ultimate. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cause then you get like Ermac and uh, some like Jade's on it. There's a mm. couple extra characters that smoke, I think is on it. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a little bit of a pricier one. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like if you're gonna get one Mortal Kombat board, Ultimate Mortal Kombat three would be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the only reason I got Mortal Kombat one is because like I have a lot of nostalgia for the first one because that's that's like mainly totally. the one that I played as a kid. Yeah. So I, I I totally feel that dude. So yeah, I would like to have the like one, two, and Ultimate three. I think those. That's, yeah. Because Dude. they're all they're, those three are just very different from each other, and then after that, it just becomes like Wild West. Mm-hmm. So I saw somebody made some like really nice enclosures for those arcade boards, like, and they have they're like made out of like some kind of metal, and they have like the logo like on. Oh, yeah, it's like nice. really nice. That's awesome. Is like so it's like etched on there. Yeah, that's super cool. They have like mounts for like cooling and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. What I'll, I'll, is there something you want to bring up about Mortal Kombat? I think that um, I don't know why Christopher Lambert wasn't in Annihilation, mm. other than maybe they didn't have the budget because he's a pretty big name actor. I mean, he's you know, Highlander and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but probably even if they had the budget if he had read the script he's probably like nah because i mean it's just it's so just nothing right night wolf's in it too or at least they talked about night wolf anyway um it's it's such a kludge and so just nothing and it's literally just a a a character reel if you Mm -hmm. ask me right that's all i gotta say about it i'd I have watched Annihilation in the past decade, and I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It was okay. hard to watch. Well, I will, uh, I will not revisit that one, but I do need to revisit the first one. And I, I do want to watch for sure. the Street Fighter movie again. It's, it's been way too long since I've seen both of those. <laughs> uh, let's see. So 
one that jumps out in my mind, and I don't know if you ever saw this, but I, I, I saw this, uh, it was on TV. Uh, I, I used to do this thing where I'd be like working on something. Um, and I would just, my parents had all these like movie channels and whatever, and I would just put mm-hmm. something on and just leave it on in the background or whatever. Uh, yeah. but so when, when doom came out, the doom movie, uh, <laughs> that was, so, a. So I have, I have this on my list and okay. I have next to it. Don't know what to say. Cause I've never <laughs> seen it, Okay, but I have heard about it. <laughs> I lit- I don't really remember the story because I wasn't really paying attention, but the, th- <laughs> the yeah. thing, it was just like, it was background noise when I was watching it. Right. Uh, but the thing that just like made me look at it and watch it was when it goes into this full on first person mode in the, in, <laughs> towards the end of this movie. It's like, it's like the big payoff towards the end of the movie. It's like you've watched mm-hmm. this whole movie and you know, the hero of the movie is like doing all this stuff, taking down all the bad dudes. And it, it literally is like a first person shooter at that point. Like, and it just goes total <laughs> FPS mode and is just so, it's just so weird. It's just so weird how it just goes from this movie all of a sudden. All right, we're in a video game, guys. Welcome. Let's do the thing. Let's take down the bad boys, you know? Oh, man. Ugh. Sounds so corny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't really remember the movie actually being that terrible. I mean, it wasn't like phenomenal or anything like that. But like when that happened, it's just like so random like totally out of place like another one of those things where like if it wasn't doom like maybe it would be an all right movie or whatever but they just tried to shove this video game thing into the movie and it's just why is this happening right now right right i it's it's so hard for me to want to watch that movie because i do like doom but doom's one of those games that got oh i'm gonna get flack for this um Doom's one of those games that I think is worse with lore. Mm. Um, and a lot of that is my age and when I first played Doom because I was really young. Um, and the the state of video games at that time. Uh, people who've never lived in a world where Doom was state of the art mm-hmm. don't understand what it means for Doom to be state of the art. Mm-hmm. It's just you can't wrap your head around it. And so it's so easy to look at like the first new doom or doom eternal and think that, um, Oh, doom is it's, it's an, um, it's an all right game, but it's just a shooter where all these other, there's all these other shooters that exist. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing to be like, doom's the only thing that does this, you know, or, you know, before that Wolfenstein 3d or whatever, but not as many people played that as they played doom. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially doom had a, a much more intriguing, I think, um, setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and concept and, and, and lore, I guess you could say. Um, it wasn't very deep. I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, you're on the moon. Something happens. There's Everybody dies, and there's all these demons everywhere. Yeah. Um, you got to live. Get going. You got to live. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I think this is why I don't really like Doom 3. Um, and I have uh, a, a friend who's a really pretty big doom fan and doom three was the first doom that he played mm. he likes the old ones um but he really likes three um and i think he pretty much liked the remakes and the the deals or not the remakes but the newer ones the dlc 
Uh, but he's like much, much more into the lore of the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I'm into the mechanics and the game of the old stuff. And I, I like the new one. I've, I've played, I haven't played Eternal, but I played the other one. Um, and it's fun. It's mm-hmm. really fun. It's, it's a, one of the best shooters of the time, for sure, I think, if not the best. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it does stuff uniquely. I think that, you know, uh, John Carmack and the id team, I think they know what they're doing as far as like trying to make stuff cool in the now wherever the now is whether that's you know the doom the quake yeah the absolutely. new stuff whatever um and so i i appreciate it for that but i the lord it kills me when something becomes something different than what it is and that's the i guess that's the hipster bone in me <laughs> but it's like it's like i i under things i understand things have to evolve Mm-hmm. But I don't want certain things to evolve, especially when I grow an affinity for it. It's a selfish thing. It's a personal thing. And I understand that most people aren't like that. Whatever. What can I say about it other than I, I don't like the fact that Doom got all this extra lore that I just really don't care about. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like I really don't care about the story because it, it does things in, in trope wise where it's like it tries to be like anti trope in, in a way. It, like, it looks like it's setting up for tropes and then it becomes anti trope. But in that way, it becomes a bad story in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um I can talk about the details of that, but I don't know enough to be able to speak kind of authoritatively. I just, Mm -hmm. based on what my friend has told me about the lore, because I was like, spoiler for me, I just want to know the whole thing. And he told me about it. And it sounded like, oh, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. Then something happens, and it's like, that's that's bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, anyway. I know I'm very, it's very abstract, but I'll stop talking (laughs) about it. So so it's hard for me to want to watch the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Thing because I don't want lore around Doom. I just mm-hmm. want to shoot demons right. with BFGs, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. Side note: you, you talking about you like really liking like Doom, like the the game itself. Like I I I love this thing where people install Doom on like literally everything they possibly yes. can. Uh-huh. Like um like the pregnancy like the, the test track thing on uh, the 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 little pad. Oh, the, on the touch the pad. MacBooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious to me because it's like totally stretched out. Like, I want to know what the heck kind of resolution that actually is. It's, it's like, like totally stretched to oblivion. It's, it's like, like 2000 by 15. Right, right. It's like you're, you're playing it through like some cyberpunk eye like glasses or whatever that are like, you know, like really widescreened, widescreen uh-huh. to heck. You got like that. one pixel of glasses. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, there's actually side note. There's a a game that I want to play on stream at some point in the next few weeks. Uh, it's called Sonic Robo Blast Two, and it's built on uh, the Doom engine. And it's it's literally been in development. Like I played the demo for this in like '98 or something like that. Like what? It, it's it's been it's just like this extreme passion project that has just been going on since then. That's wild. Um, so anyway, I, I want to finally sit down and play that at some point soon. But anyway. Well, that's like uh, Brutal Doom. Have you ever seen or played that? I've heard of that. I haven't played it. Oh, bro. It's like ultra gore. Like it's, <laughs> everything explodes and blood everywhere. Naturally. And naturally. It's, yeah. It's like the, the if a, like a uh, one of the demons or whatever is like coming through a door as the door closes, it'll like, you know, cut them in half. That's awesome. Explode. Dude, it's like ridiculous. It's over the top. It's like you know, you know, like a splatterhouse sort of thing. Uh huh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, do do you have one that you want to bring up next? 
Um, yeah, because you actually reminded me okay, with that go. like first person. Uh, I didn't even have this on my list, but uh, it's something I saw in the theater, uh, and I I regret having decided to ever go see it. Mm. Um, and so uh, this is the House of the Dead movie. Mm. So I keep forgetting the, that exists. Don't ever watch it. It's <laughs> just it's not worth your time uh, because let's let's just remove it from. Uh, it, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with the lore of House of the Dead. I don't know House of the Dead lore. I only wanted to see this because I like zombie stuff. I like you know horror stuff. Mm-hmm. I like video games. So it's like, and I, I played House of the Dead, but I didn't like it. I didn't know any of the lore or anything. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it's a really bad like teen horror horror movie. Oh, no. Like bad one. <laughs> but I say teen like twenties, like you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, going out partying on an island sort of thing. Um. And it's just bad. Like I, I can't remember any redeeming quality of it. I, it's so bad. I can't. I, the only thing I can remember about it is the worst thing about it. And the worst thing about it is that when there's like some action sequences, instead of going first person like uh, like the Doom thing does, mm-hmm. it actually cuts in parts of the video game. So it's like literally, literally oh, no. like House of the Dead, the video game, like shooting the zombies and stuff, like in the the view of it. Yeah. Like literal frames from the literal video game. In what? this movie, like multiple, <laughs> ones. yeah, yeah. I need to see see what you're talking about here. Like I, that that sounds like it doesn't even it's like so at least stupid. the Doom thing. Like I guess makes sense. Like it's <laughs> they're just, trying, something. right? <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> this was so bad. So I went to I, like we went to see this for my birthday because it was October, you know, and that's when those kinds of movies come out. And um, I went with my family, and uh, I don't—I was in college probably almost at the time, or maybe or high school for sure. Um, and so in the theater, it was just my family, and then like this one guy by himself, and then some other person by themselves. That was like it. It was like mm-hmm. empty theater basically. And then like there's this like scene where it's like trying to be like all romantic, and like two of the characters are really just like falling for each other or whatever mm-hmm. during all this horror horrific events and then like they finally they kiss and it's like you know the tender moment or whatever mm-hmm. and then as soon as they stop kissing the one guy down there says this movie sucks like out loud <laughs> like or as loud as he could <laughs> like we all just bust out laughing because it's so true it was so true it's so terrible that is incredible like, it's one of those moments that it's like Humanity sometimes has these things that happen that are just like beautiful and funny and just great and are just like real genuine moments in mm-hmm. life. And that was one of those moments that it, it, for for not sappy reasons, but just for like, you know, he knew what was going on. We all felt the same way about it. And I, I think we even all like applauded him like after he said that. <laughs> because it's like, it was so true. It's so terrible. I, I, I can't imagine ever watching that movie and enjoying it. And um that was one of my best movie going experiences, but I, I will tell you this to this day, my family has not let me live down making them go see house of the dead and how terrible of a movie that was. Oh dude. Like, it's just, oh. that if movie anybody out there enjoyed this movie. Can you please tell me why you enjoyed this movie? Cause I am genuinely curious how anybody could. That movie has a 3% on rotten tomatoes like that. That is an accomplishment. I have never seen a score that low, as a matter yeah. of fact. IMDb, 2.1 out of 10. <laughs> wow. I don't know how it has over a one. Oh, it's a Yui Bowl movie. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even realize that at the time. 
It won two awards. You gotta be kidding. It's gonna be like terrible awards. Yeah, Chainsaw Award, worst film, and uh, okay, best makeup from something, some Leo Awards, whatever that is. I don't know. Man, <laughs> I just I don't understand why people think that that would be good. Like worth, it's not worth your time. Like even watching the trailer is is a waste of time. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to. I, I need to see this like transition to gameplay in the middle of a cinematic film. I'm sure you could just like look up that scene and find <laughs> it. It's just so. I mean, even Super Mario Brothers has a 28. percent I mean, come on now. Right, right. Well, that's at least watchable. This yeah, thing's yeah. just not watchable. Woo. Brah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's uh, House of the Dead. Yeah, I saw somebody say something about that a little while back and then immediately forgot that that movie existed once again. So yeah, yeah. I totally forgot that was a thing. It definitely would recommend forgetting that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Right. <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it was, they just like, oh. it was out of nowhere. Oh, man. Uh, good times. Man. I mean... At least that part. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, so I, I want to to shift gears here really quick and talk about okay. something that I actually enjoyed. Um, Sorry, so, so, so we can, yeah, before we dive into, back into some bad things. Um, but so the new Sonic movie, you That's saw this. That's on my list. You, yeah. 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 Um, so well, I you say the new has the new new one come out? Oh, it's not come out. It yet. comes okay. out next month. Um, which by the way, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but, but like it, it looks like really good. Um, I saw the trailer. Yeah, I, okay. I would agree with that. It has like the freaking Death Egg robot in it, <laughs> which is that's 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 a whole thing. Anyway, um, so I, this movie, like I went into it you know, with typical video game movie expectations of just like, this is not going to be anything that I'm going to enjoy. Right. Uh, that's basically how I approached it. And, and honestly, I feel like the editing of the, the trailer of this movie was not very good. Like it made the dialogue seem very, it made Jim Carrey seem extremely cringy. I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know why it was edited that way, but I don't know, whatever. In context, I feel like his Robotnik was a lot, a lot better than the trailer kind of played it off to be. So yeah, um, I, I did really, really enjoy what he did there. Um, and I'm very glad that, you know, whatever happened with the redesign of Sonic happened because um, yeah. that would have been a whole situation. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm half on the, in the camp that, the original one was just to create buzz so that people would get pissed mm -hmm. and talk about it. Right. I, yeah, That's I don't know. This is totally how things happen these days. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you need to figure out how to make buzz beyond what is just being, oh, it's a Sonic movie. How mm -hmm. do you do that? Well, you make controversy. How do you make controversy? You piss off a Sonic fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to start a fight on the internet, you just start talking yeah. about Sonic T. Hedgehog. I think that's what happened. I mean, think about it. This is actually a repeat. It's not the first time it's happened. The Ninja Turtles. Same thing happened. Did it really? Yeah, you don't remember that? Or they mm -hmm. had like a, a this the original teaser trailer, and it was like the, they looked terrible. And then they are like, oh, we're, we're, oh, we'll redo them, and they redid them to the way that they are in the newer movies. I totally forgot about that. I don't even remember what they looked like previously. 
There's like a still where it has them like side by side. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot that happened. Um, I think that's a tactic now. I think that I think that it's it's like half market testing and half controversy provoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, regardless, yeah. I'm glad that happened. They fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad they fixed it. Um, and I. I think my I, while I did really enjoy the movie, I I typically like aren't, I'm not wild about origin story movies because yeah. I feel like you spend like the first three quarters of the movie talking about who this character is or these characters are or whatever, and then in the last quarter of the movie you finally get to see this character doing their thing and being who they are or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so that's why I'm excited about the second one because like all this stuff is like finally established or whatever by the end of the movie, and then like so we can see what actually is going to happen here. Like the whole you say that right, but I mean tails and knuckles. What are they going to do? Right, there's that. (laughs) So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, I I I I've actually only seen that movie once. I'd like to go back and watch it again. But uh, but yeah, I I really really enjoyed what they did with that one, and I I feel like that. Um, Ben, I think that's Ben Schwartz. That's who voiced Sonic in that. I think he did a really good job as Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of the the better voices of Sonic. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the thing I, I'm definitely not as close to the Sonic realm as you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the Sonic games. I've played lots of them. Um, I haven't played many of the newer ones, but I certainly played one, two, three, and Knuckles. Um. A lot, yeah. uh, especially played two a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I love those games. And, and so for me, the whole idea of Sonic Beyond those first three or four, if you count Knuckles as a separate game, um, games is it's 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 kind of a foreign world to me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a lot of expectations. The thing that I the only thing that bothers me about the Sonic in this movie and some Sonic as portrayed in some of the other games is that he seems a little more juvenile than I would have envisioned him being. Mm-hmm. But I understand why. I, you you want to appeal to kids. I get it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Not only that, there's something that's juvenile about a character who just runs fast, right? That's a, that's a kid <laughs> trait, right? It's not yeah, an adult yeah. trait. So that makes sense, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, to me, I would think that Sonic would be more like a... Um, more like a teenager, like an older teenager, like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And Tails would be more like the 12, 13-year-old feel. And I yeah. get the more 12, 13-year-old feel from Sonic now and then more like 8 feel from Tails. I want to say it was in the Sonic Sonic 3 and Knuckles strategy guide that I had. It actually had like some lore stuff in there. Oh, wow. And I feel like Sonic was 15, Knuckles was 16 and Tails was like 10 or something like that. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. But even then, I think Sonic, especially in the movie, acts less than 15. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's definitely like the (laughs) 12-year-old, right? Right. Um, And that's fine. Like, I I enjoyed the movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I, I really, I was surprised by the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I will probably watch the new one. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I, I I don't think that it did anything bad with the lore. I'm just mm. speaking, I guess, maybe broader than just the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but uh, I appreciate it for for definitely for what it was, and I think that they they did so much better than they could have done. Yeah, I was totally <laughs> expecting it to be literal a dumpster fire. Like, yeah, <laughs> but same, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and I, in fact, I only went to see it in the theater because I heard that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If 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 people had been saying because I was very on the fence about going to see it, mm-hmm. um, but people said it was good. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot, and yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I heard I somebody. Think, I, I think that's the last movie I saw in the theater. Mm. No, that's not true. I went to see the. I think the Downton Abbey movie was more recent than that. Oh, anyway, wow. I, I rarely go to the theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially um, when I go in the past couple of years. Yeah, I, I heard somebody. Say, I I want to say it was on a Cinemasker podcast that, like, if you traveled back in time to the early '90s and you told somebody, "Hey, in the year 2020, Jim Carrey <laughs> is going to be on." the front of every single movie theater in the world for <laughs> over an entire year. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> as playing Dr. Robotnik in a Sonic the Hedgehog live action movie. <laughs> like oh, what, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be good. Right. And it's going to be good. <laughs> Especially around the time the Mario movie came out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now that's something. That's that's oh man. The first Mario movie is like one of the worst video game movies in history and one the Sonic movie is one of the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's there's a role reversal of <laughs> Wow. Not to say the Sonic movie, games aren't good, but I just mean popularity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Especially these days. Right. Um so I've still got a few more on here if you want to keep going. Oh yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to the chronological thing, um, and go to one, uh, this is another movie I saw in the theaters and it's not actually live action, but it's still a movie that had a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that I think maybe not a lot of people have seen, especially these days. Um, and I can understand why, uh, it's final fantasy spirits within. Mm. Did you ever see that? one? I did not. I can't really recommend it. It's, um, not really a story that's aligned with any of the games mm-hmm. it's not really i i don't know how it even i i i saw it in the theater and i don't even i may have seen it once since then mm-hmm. uh, but i don't even recall how it ties into the world of final fantasy mm-hmm. um at all to be honest um it was an interesting movie at the time you don't you didn't really have theatrical releases for animated stuff that was adult oriented because mm-hmm. it's a more adult oriented because I think it was already PG thirteen, um, and so that that was an interesting thing at the time, and to to experience that. And I didn't dislike it, but I didn't it, come out of the theater feeling like, oh, that was a really cool Final Fantasy movie. I was like, well, this is a really it's a, it was a decent movie. That's how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. So I have a very neutral feel about it. I didn't feel like I hated it, but I certainly didn't feel like I really liked it either. Yeah. Um, and I remember almost nothing about it. So that tells you probably most of what you need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a decent memory about things. Um, and I, I just remember so little of it that I couldn't even tell you what it was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I never saw that one. Probably pass on it. Okay. Unless you just get morbidly curious for some reason. Right. Uh, you're better off watching like some of the animated stuff that actually does tie into like seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard I, that's I would good. Expect. Yeah. I've heard several people talk about that. Yeah, prob- probably it's got to be more interesting than this. If yeah, anyway, 
it's it's something different when you have something that ties in with other lore, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, well, we might talk about that here in a minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got? You got any more? Um, so I I have uh, Detective Pikachu on here, which I don't really have a whole lot to say about oh, this, yeah. other than you know it I. I, I feel like they, they did a pretty good job on that one. Like it, it makes sense like Pokemon being in the real world. I mean, it's just like that. I think they did a really good job of making that world a reality with all these Pokemon walking around and all that stuff. So, um, I haven't seen it. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I wanted to see it, but I don't, I'm just so out of touch with like new movies unless it's mm-hmm. like exactly something I want to see. Yeah. I don't um, remember. Would you recommend yeah, I mean, if if you uh, if you like Pokemon even in the slightest, I, I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job, just like making it look like it's it's definitely like a lot grittier than a, a Pokemon game would be typically. So yeah. um, it has you know definitely a grittier feel to it. But I think they did a good job of just creating this world like what it could be like if Pokemon were actually in the real world. So. Christopher Nolan does Pokemon. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've heard a lot of really good things about that movie. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are really excited by it. So yeah, maybe give it a shot. Yeah, and then I have Uncharted on my list, which I haven't seen. I don't know anything it about yet? that. It it did come out. Okay. Um, so, so there's that. I, I don't know if that movie has been like off and on for like 10 years or something like that. Like ever since those Maybe games more than out. that. Even. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see like what I'll, I'll watch it eventually, but uh, I'm curious to see how that, uh, that ends up playing out. That reminds me of another movie I need to talk about mm. because of Mark Wahlberg. I'll mm. go ahead and talk about this one. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I, I, just one thing about Uncharted before mm. we pivot um, is that I don't, I don't like the fact that it's focused on Nathan as a kid. Mm-hmm. I understand why you don't want to step on the lore of the games like directly. Um, but I just, that, that makes me less interested, I, I guess is. Yeah. I same. Uh, yeah. I just believe that Nathan Fillion is Nathan Drake and I just Dude, can't ever that see short it. Yeah. Film uh-huh. of, with him. It, that, that's, that's Canon to me. And nothing Same. else in like <laughs> cinema will ever be canon for uh, Uncharted yeah. stuff. Yeah, Nathan Fillion is, is Nathan Drake in my book, and that's just all there is to it. Uh, so, hundred percent agree <laughs> with that. Hard, hard agree. Yeah, I'll, I'll still, I'll still watch this movie, but you know, yeah, yeah. You have to let me know how it is because I'm, I'm very, very skeptical. Mm-hmm. Same, you and me both. <laughs> but I, I've so, always, uh, I've really, I've always really liked the Uncharted games. Uncharted Two, I think, is the best one to me. Um, so yeah yeah I mean they're, they're really great games I mean it, they're very interesting and fun games as far mm-hmm. as like um, they definitely are or some of the ones that really started pushing the boundaries of the whole cinematic versus the game aspect of it mm-hmm. and and trying to blur the lines between them yeah um, I thought that was really um, cool and I'm one of those people that likes quick time events I know a lot of people just hate that crap but oh, I, me too. I, I really like that kind of stuff when, when it's done well when it's done well I really like yeah. it yeah so, yeah, well, that's that's a podcast in of itself. Right. <laughs> um, so we have Mark Wahlberg. You reminded me. Um, there's another video game movie that he's in. Do you recall which one? Oh, what was it? He plays Max Payne. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, dude. Okay. 
This is another one that I saw in the theaters. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a huge fan of Max Payne. So yeah. I say that. I've never played three. I don't really want to play I've three. I've heard three is good. Really? Yeah. I, then I need to play it. I, yeah. I've heard the opposite. So Yeah, I that's what I heard initially. I heard this is trash initially, but yeah. I heard some people talk about it recently, and yeah. they said it was pretty good. So I've been curious about that one. Okay, so I need to go back and play it because yeah. I absolutely love the first game. Like mm-hmm. it, it is so unique. It yeah. like it, if you have not played the original Max Payne game, the first one, it's kind of hard to play these days. Like you can buy it, I think, on Steam, mm-hmm. but like installing it and getting it to run is a an effort. It's not mm-hmm. like easy. Maybe Good Old Games has it now, and if they do, I'm sure they figured out how to make that work. Um, but I highly recommend playing at least the first Max Payne game. Yeah, it is absolutely 100% worth playing through. Even today, I, I, I fully believe it because it's so stylized. Mm-hmm. It's one, and maybe the gameplay doesn't hold up. Maybe I need to go back in and play it and see, but I, I feel like it does. Um, the gameplay is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know, obviously you can slow down time. Uh, you can, so you can, you know, dodge bullets. Basically you can jump out of the way and do all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Um, and so it, it it gives you a lot more um, control over how you engage in fights and stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of different guns. There's lots of different enemies. But the thing that's really cool about this is it's so dripping in atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The game is like super dark and gritty, but it's not in a uh, fake sort of way. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like you're playing inside a noir novel, and and it's yeah. and it's presented as a graphic novel. The only cut scenes that there are there's a couple of like scripted animated things in engine where the graphics are literally the same as when you're playing but that's very minimal that's and it's mostly for like transition parts the most of the cut scenes in this game are like a comic book Mm -hmm. and it shows you like the cells of the comic book and the speech bubbles appear as the voice acting happens so there's voice acting and the voice acting in this game is pretty good you know uh could it be better in places? Yeah, definitely. But it's definitely good, and it's certainly good enough to give the impression that they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And just so so as an art, art piece, the presentation in, in, of the game itself, I think, stands alone. I've yeah. never seen anything since that to do something artful in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is. I, I don't play lots of games, so I'm surely there's something out there. Possibly there's something. Let me know if there is. I'd like to play it. Um but there, there's, it's an interesting story. Uh, the main character has extreme motivation for why he's going through this game. You know, sometimes you kind of wonder, well, why is this character doing anything in this game? You don't wonder that for even a second in this game. You see the reason for his motivation at the beginning of the game, and then that, and, and, and in seeing that being there, gives you the motivation to want to go through it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first Max Payne game is so good. I can't recommend it enough. The second one is also really good from a gameplay perspective. They, It's pretty much the same. Maybe they made a little bit of improvement here and there. Um, the story in the second one is actually uh, even grittier than the, first, the story in the first one, if that's even <laughs> possible. But that's the way I feel it. Um, but it's not as compelling as the first one. And there's a reason... When you play the first one, you'll understand why it's not as of a compelling reason for the character Max Payne to be going yeah. through the second game. Um, but I think that um, the whole arc that they have here, because the second one's called The Fall of Max Payne, uh, it makes total sense, especially into what the third one is, what I understand of it. Um, and so 
I, I, I just, I wonder if there is the kind of redemption arc that actually they would have to have after two in three. Because mm-hmm. my fear from what I heard about how it is, is it's like not. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Um, I've just heard some good things about it recently. So I might do a little bit more digging on that without, it's that thing where it's like, I don't really, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but I want to <laughs> know if it's worth my time, you know? Right. So. Right. But uh, the first one, if, if anyone out there has not played the first one, it is worth your time. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's so good. It's That's easily um, one of my favorite games uh, on the original Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played games. it on PC. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, if you could get it on Xbox or I think it's on PlayStation yeah, 2. Yeah, it's on PS2, yeah. Um, yeah, you could play it on, on that too. I'm, I'm sure the controls with the controller would be just fine because mm-hmm. it's not it's not super precise or anything like that. You don't mm-hmm. have to be like, you know, the mouse precision. Yeah, I, I played it a little on PC too. Like, I think it controls great either way you want to play it. Yeah. The bullet time stuff is like, it's so, so well done. It's so satisfying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's, especially like when you have like fights when it's like tons of people mm-hmm. and it's like Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> bro, it's one of those things where it it could totally be just like some gimmick that they throw into this game to sell it, but like yeah. it's very well done. Like it is just like it's not one I mean, of those things really, that you dread using. Like, you know, it the magic wears off after like 5 minutes of it and then it's like, okay, well this is just a gimmick i don't want this in my life right. anymore i want to play the game without that it's like no yeah. you want to keep doing this over and over and over again the whole game yeah well because it is the game mm-hmm. uh in, in a lot of ways because there's parts of the game that if you don't know how to use bullet time well you're just not going to get past yeah you're just not mm-hmm. and like yeah like, I mean, there's it's, all it's kinds of stuff very you can, similar like, to stairs in slow motion and like around cover and uh-huh. it's, just, it's so good it's <laughs> very similar to the mechanics in like bayonetta where if you don't get good at at the way that you play that game like you can't beat it right oh definitely you can't yeah Yeah. they they make sure that that it's just done if you're i mean at at a very minimum if you can't dodge you're just not getting anywhere Mm -hmm, right like you're getting through the first like couple chapters of the game and then you're just done (laughs) exactly um I mean, even on easy if you put on like the easiest mode like it still gets too so hard at the end just Mm -hmm. just the bosses and stuff too, um, but yeah. Uh, so Max Payne, I, if I haven't made it clear, it is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. I mm. really love the game. The movie is garbage. It's terrible. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> it's so. Um, I don't even know how to explain it because they. It's. Uh, I don't. I remember so little of it other than my vitriol against it man i remember so little of that too i remember i saw it in theaters and i just basically started drifting off into some other existence while i was watching this movie like i could not care less what the heck i was in this theater watching like i barely remember anything about it the thing is all they had to do was make the freaking video game into a movie exactly because the video game story is so strong exactly it's so strong and like the motivation for the character is, is extreme and immediate mm-hmm. show the scene that you show in the game at the beginning of the movie. And then we're already on board with the character, mm-hmm. the, the, the twists and turns and the, the, the surprises and the, the, the gotchas of the story, just do them, just do them. It's a well-written video game. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's so many parts that I just did not see coming in the video game that it's like, 
you wouldn't you didn't even have to have the playing the game you could it could have been it literally could have been just a graphic novel mm-hmm. and it would have been just as good yep just make that into a movie that's mm-hmm. all you had to do <laughs> and they don't do anything basically uh-huh. from the game as far as i recall i was so mad dude like I don't know if what I was more mad at Dungeons and Dragons or Max Payne. <laughs> I think probably Max Payne because I put it out of my mind because mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it until you just yeah, mentioned yeah. Mark Wahlberg and we're talking about video game movies and it just clicked. Oh yeah, I totally I I had forgotten that was a movie. Yeah, mm. and freaking what's her name uh, is in it. Um, what uh, the girls in that '70s show uh, Mia Kunis and she is she, she really what the heck. Yeah, she played uh, what's her face the the woman in that's in the second game that he's obsessed with and whatnot. Yeah, uh, he, he she played her, which what one is she is not some like noir femme fatale at, like at all. Like she's nothing like that, mm-hmm. and so that's ridiculous. Um, but I mean, as far as I recall, she did a decent job acting, but it's just the writing was just bad. I mean, it was not good. Yeah, it was not well done, not well thought out, not well produced or anything yikes um the casting like mark Wahlberg, i think was actually not a bad cast like because he's a decent actor he has that kind of look of his face i mean he, he could look yeah. i mean he looked like max Payne. like I, I can see that um but mia kunis is not a good like they needed somebody that was had more like oomph behind them more presence behind them mm-hmm. to uh, I don't know. Anyway, bad movie. Don't see it. Play the game. Definitely play the game. Yes, one hundred percent. Man. Oh, dude. Yeah, my I, my brain is just confused right now that I just apparently blacked out for an hour and a half or two hours or whatever and don't remember that movie at all. Um, Cause, cause yeah, it's anyway. garbage. It's yeah. hot garbage, dude. So yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> Um, I don't have any other movies, Zorane, but Bro, I'm sure I know you do. I, I, I have <laughs> no doubt that you do. It <laughs> sounds like we might need to have a part two of this just to discuss, because I know you have some other ones that are near and dear to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll try so, to save that for last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you want to handle it then? You let me know, brother. What are we at? Well, we're at about an hour and forty minutes here, so we should probably uh, we should probably wrap it up here and just do a part okay. two. <laughs> I'm down because I could totally see this next part of this discussion taking up at least forty five minutes to an hour. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still got three to talk about, and they're kind of all in the same vein, and I have strong opinions about them mm-hmm. all. So I'm sure I can find some others. I th- I I really just just thought for like maybe 15 minutes on movies that I could think of. So I mean, yeah. I'm going to do a little bit of digging and see if I can remember. Oh, that exists. That exists. You know, that kind of situation. So. Right. Well, I mean, I would have had like two here pop up just in our conversation. Right. So anyway, cyberspace, you heard it here first. There's going to be a part two of this podcast. Cause we, uh, just, can't seem to keep ourselves in the single podcast region every single podcast has to have a second a sequel anyway so happens it happens it does in fact happen zarane yes zarane uh the people of cyberspace are telling me i hear it in my ear holes right now they want to know how they can see what you're doing 
all the way out there in, in 2122. How can they see? How can they participate in your adventures? Well, <laughs> you weirdos out there in cyberspace that want to understand what happens 100 years in your future, you can direct your cyberspace browsing paraphernalia to the URL known as Zerain.net, X-E-R-A-E-N.net, and you will see a featured list of places where you can find my cyberface in cyberspace, yes. and that can be the place for your cyberface to envision my cyberface digitally through pixels and ones <laughs> and zeros and R's. R's and G's and B's. I love it. And I think you might have a good time That's, if you go there. Mm, that was brilliant. 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 Likewise, if you go to michaelk.net slash links, there's a bunch of links there with the links to all my different things. And Zerain is also very heavily involved in those things as well. And if you're, if you're regardless of if you're watching this or listening to this, if you go to hyperpixelpodcast.net, you can see other forms of what the hyperpixel podcast is doing here. So you can see the YouTube stuff. You can see just the audio version of things, you know, whatever, whatever you can, you can consume us. However you would like to consume us. You know what I'm saying? So indeed, indeed cyberspace. It has been fantastic. It has been a journey of, of great laughs and a lot of tears, mostly, mostly a lot of tears, to be honest. But there, there's, there have been some good times here. I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with you, Zerain, and, and seeing where we, we head here. I, I don't, it might not be in a good direction. <laughs> continue the tears. <laughs> yes, continue the pain and the tears and turmoil. Anyway, Cyberspace, thank you so much for being here. Go play Max Payne, at least the first one. Yes. And we will see you next time out there in cyber. I almost said cyberpace. Cyberspace land. Take care, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.